Good evening and welcome to a special edition of the 3 on 3 podcast. We'll be blunt and straight up forward. This is going to be about the situation that's been happening with the, the Steel Dogs and Planet Ice. Now, people will go, well, hang on, aren't you an Elite League podcast and initially it's an NIHL issue? You'd be correct. However, there's some ramifications that's going to impact the Elite League now and in the future. And this is something that all three of us thought it's worth delving into. I say three people. Of course, I have the diva, John. I've got Scott. Gents, thank you for the um, very quick uh, jump on for this edition. How are we both? I'm good. I just want to just own my shit before we get going into digging out Planet Ice and other things. Um, in the last pod, rightly so, Scott told me off not doing any research. And I think I've taken this summer off a bit too much, a bit too literal. I'm trying to think, spend time with like Izzy and, and the girls and, and the spin. Hockey will just take care of yourself. I didn't do my research and I got told off. And um, I got told off by Izzy as well for not doing my research, agreeing with Scott. So I've got Scott and Izzy agreeing against me. So apologies, I've done my research tonight. I will forever not make that mistake ever again. And if I do, just give me shit because I deserve it. So apologies, Scott. You were right. I was wrong. I'm owning it. Okay, soapbox put away. How are you both, boys? I'm... Sorry to like sort of gate crash before we even got going, but standard. Right. We used to it by now. <laughs> I'm I'm fantastic, and you know it was it was meant with love, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, to be I do the same to you. Do you know what I mean? So you still can't say Peter Nero's name properly, though. To be fair, but that's just we'll forever be Peroni. <laughs> All right. So as we mentioned before, the kids carrying arguing again. Steel Dogs. Um, was was issues with their entry into the NHL league because of the bid to buy them by the Sheffield Steelers only Tony Smith. So what we'll do, we'll set the ground, we'll give the timeline and we'll give the two statements that was released by the EIHA and the Steelers in, after there was announced that there was um, the bid was successful and Planet Ice. Um, we'll try and make this as balanced as possible edition and we'll just dissect what we know as fact. So the timeline... Uh, the Sheffield Star reported that the Sheffield Steelers was blocked in their bid to buy the Steel Dogs. 26th of July, there was an interview with Tony Smith in said paper as to the whys and why not they wanted to buy the Steel Dogs. On the 28th of July, the rumours were circulating that the Steel Dogs was, to, was threatened to be kicked out of the National League. The 31st of July... The Let Dogs Play hashtag was born, as you saw it on every single piece of social media. On the 1st of August, over 700 fans turned up to the Steel Dogs' first training session. Um, a bit of um, virtual um, visual that who, uh, the people that care about the dogs, um, and we'll go into a little bit later on. The 4th of August, it was finally confirmed that the takeover was confirmed and agreed, and that Tony Smith and the Sheffield Steelers did buy or have bought the Sheffield Steel Dogs. So this is the statement that was put out um, to confirm from the EIHA and the Steelers. An agreement has been reached for Sheffield Steelers to acquire the Sheffield Steel Dogs, and that agreement will allow the Steel Dogs to fully participate in the Planet Ice National Ice Hockey League in the 23 season and beyond. The NIHL has pleased to confirm the 11 teams will compete in the 23-24 season. The Steel Dogs organization needed to evaluate some financial and operational restructuring options, resulting in Tony Smith taking ownership of the Steel Dogs. Tony has confirmed that the Steel Dogs will be sustainable and compliant moving forward. It is for these reasons the fixtures have been delayed, not for any other reasons speculated. The statement then goes on to about their fixtures, their dates, the important stuff from the league. Um, and that was it from the EIHA and the Steelers. Then Planet Ice gave their statement. Due to the unprecedented social media speculation regarding the recent situation involving the Steel Dogs, it is felt that now that situation has concluded, Planet Ice should make a statement. I'll, before I carry on, this was made at just before half five on, on Friday the 4th. This announcement from the IHA was a couple hours prior. 
So I could continue with the statement. Late in June 23, Planet Ice was made aware by Ali Cree of a situation involving the Sheffield Steel Dogs relating to their financial issues. And Planet Ice was happy to provide advice and guidance when the Steel Dogs approached them for support. At a meeting of all owners of the teams in the league, Ali Cree painted a picture of being subjected to a hostile takeover and made it clear that he wished to continue running the Steel Dogs. This clearly concerned everyone at the meeting. At the same time, Planet Ice was also aware that a unanimous decision had been made by the teams participating in the league to form their own legal entity to oversee league operations and were in discussions with both the EIHA and ISOC UK regarding obtaining agreement to operate the new legal entity in the future. Planet Ice now understands that all relevant discussions have concluded and that a fee of £50,000 to enable an elite league team to also operate a national league team has been paid to the EIHA. This fee will be used to set up the NIHL National Division as standalone league starting for the 24-25 season. It is understood that any other elite league team wishing to operate a team in both the elite and the national league going forward will be required to pay the £50,000 to the new league to cover operating expenses. Clearly, there is a significant risk to the current league and teams if one of the teams spends a significant amount more on players than the other teams, as happened only a few years ago when Red Hockey became involved. It is understood that assurances have been made by the Steel Dogs that they will operate on a similar basis to the other teams in the league. Whilst all parties involved in the situation understand the passion of the ice hockey community, Planet Ice would like it noted that the social media campaign instigated by two or three individuals have not influenced the outcome, but have probably contributed to the delay by in the relevant discussions being concluded. Planet Ice would like the individuals involved in disseminating rumors or bullying social media staff and volunteers to reflect on the significant negative impact the social media campaign has had on the mental health of the players, volunteers, owners, coaches, and the EIHA, especially given the inaccuracy of a lot of the information. It should be noted that the majority of teams in the league are not run for profit and that the owners contribute a significant amount of their time and own money to ensure their teams are competitive. Given the dedication of the team owners and volunteers to sustain their teams through events such as COVID, it seems unfair for fans to suggest that the teams wouldn't act in the best interest of the sport. In order to be transparent, Planet Ice does review its business model on a regular basis, and there is a strong business case for using the rinks in the evenings for non-ice hockey events and activities in rinks that are capable of accommodating large crowds, and especially on Saturdays. While some people might be uncomfortable with the idea that rinks do not need league ice hockey to be sustainable, it is clear that being able to pivot and adopt new income streams has ensured the sustainability of the venues, especially post-COVID, and whilst in the middle of the current living standard situation. Ultimately, ice rinks are there to serve everyone within their local community, with the vast majority of people who use ice rinks attending either for recreational skating or to learn to skate, rather than to play or watch ice hockey. We look forward to 11 teams participating in the Planet Ice National Ice Hockey League National Division this season and wish all teams the best of luck. <sighs> Scott, I mean, I know you've read the statements and you've we've had discussions off air Um I'm just going to give you the clean slate. What's your thoughts on it all? Well, I've read that Planet Ice statement 10 times, maybe more, and I still don't understand what they're getting at and their point and why they wrote it like a five-year-old. So they mentioned that Ali Cree says he is in financial difficulties, asking for help. So him in doing that, it's a small world that's going to get out. That's going to alert the Steelers or anyone else who is potentially interested in the Steel Dogs. To then po- point it out that it's a hostile takeover, that means you're going to the shareholders and directors and offering to buy and bullying them into it. And the way you do that in a hostile takeover is to go to multiple shareholders within a company. The only shareholder and director of Steel Dogs Limited is Ali Cree. So there's only him that they can target. So he can just go, no, fuck off. But that's not been the case because obviously he's then said they're in financial difficulty. Um, so that's my, my, my starting point on that. I don't know what uh, you boys think. To say a hostile takeover is very deliberate and very accusationary. So mm, bit one, bit of an odd one for the starting point in that statement. Sticking to that starting point, if you read other sources, 
conversations, this discussion of takeovers actually been going on for 11 months. If that's a hostile takeover, and I appreciate some takeovers can take in the big business world a long time, um, that's one hell of a hostile attempt. Um, but you speak to people, you see the sources. When I say speak to people, people who are more involved in them circles, not one of them go, yeah, it's hostile. The discussions were uh, amicable. Ali has not wanted to sell. He's been quoted as saying that in the past. But he has been losing money. And that's quite freely available for company's house. The bid, which there's speculation as to how much was the, the bid to buy the dogs, um, was on all accounts a bid that Ali just could not decline. And what I've got to say is, before I carry on, I think it's an absolute shit show for Planet Ice to say that. Now, I appreciate Planet Ice have the, the right to give their side of the coin. No issue of that whatsoever. But to name, this could, they could have described that in a, in a way which didn't say, Alacree is struggling, he's gone for advice. Discussion, you know, it could be worded in a way which kept the identities away from, from that PR. Because, let's be bluntly honest, and I only know from being from Sheffield and seeing more stuff, the work he's done to keep that club going is outstanding. And, and you know, Ali deserves quite the pat on the back, and it's to his own or the business that's backed him to their cost. So I'm, I'm not happy with how they've worded that. Um, and it just feels like, because there's obviously someone else that's gone in for it, but all that's known is the Steelers want for the bid. So we say hostile takeover, the perception, controlling the narrative, oh, it must be the Steelers. So they're just already on that point alone, there's already a bit of, hang on a second, if, if you then read that source and that source and that one, they all say the same thing. Where's yours? You know, if again, if you're going to say that, well, who was the hostile takeover? If you want to put your cards on the table, that would be a, a fair starting point to say, right, this team was the one that was the hostile takeover. To be honest with you, having spent maybe a decade or so going to games run by Planet Ice, Ice. Uh, well, the company, whatever they want to call themselves. I had hoped I'd heard the last of Planet Ice. I must be honest with you. Um, I've got nothing positive about the company, full stop anyway, having seen firsthand the way they run the business in Cardiff. Uh, I was part of a stakeholders group where a few of us with links to the club uh, would have to go for monthly or so meetings and things would come up how Planet Ice were trying to sort of Bully the way into doing things. So this didn't surprise me whatsoever. Um, the statement to me smacks of not only petulance, but threatening. I don't like that the, the, there's, there's many sort of threatening bits in it as well, like saying things like, oh, we don't necessarily need ice hockey to be played on weekends. Fuck off. Who are they trying to kid? You're telling me that an ice hockey match on a Saturday in Milton Keynes or Peterborough or Bristol isn't your big ticket for that week. Who are they trying to kid? What what event are they trying to suggest that they could get every week that will bring in crowds of potentially up to 2,000? Absolutely none. So this, like, absolute ball... Oh, I don't know what you even say. Bullshit. Let's call it bullshit. Because we'll swear more tonight because they deserve to be sworn at more tonight. Hockey is their biggest ticket. And if hockey then wasn't there, they wouldn't probably still be trading in this company. Simple as. Okay, they've, they've probably found ways to get through... Post-COVID, especially in the year or so when rinks were, were closed or had minimal usage, but they need hockey as much as ho the hockey needs them. So let's just put that to bed, Planet Ice, you're talking out your ass. Um, and also, this thing was 50 grand. Do you guys have any idea where that's all about? Because that, to me, just sounds like a bit of a, a backhander in some respects, um, which they kind of put out there. And it just seems to be this sort of saying, well, look, you know, we didn't go our own way now. We... I get the sense they clearly want to sort of take over the running of the club, as in the Steel Dogs, and hope that they, you know, maybe could have been the the main, I suppose, running of the organisation. And it's just we didn't go our own way. Let's just check some like threats out there, and let's threaten to have our own new league next year with a breakaway league. And that does concern me to some extent because I think it's five from from memory, five teams from the National League are running by Pan Ice. Um, obviously, it's lower, you know. Division teams as well, but I'm sure it's five and bases still going to know they're not probably competing next year. Bristol, Leeds, MK, Peterborough, even two 
elite league venues. Scott, obviously I've had a move around to open eyes for now. What do you think it means in terms of for Coventry then? Because obviously haven't been to Coventry many times. I'm seeing patterns of how the rink is being neglected. Um, yeah. it, it certainly looks like a rink that's probably 30, 40 years old. Right? It doesn't look like it's had any work done on it. And I haven't seen this in BBT. Um, it's a bit concerning that they almost seem like they're just running that on a, a shoestring right now and not even trying to sort of make it a comfortable place to play or even watch the game. Yeah, well, I'll just yeah, we'll just quickly go over that one. The the rink was built in 1999. It was supposed to be a dual purpose rink with the Coventry Crusaders uh, basketball team. Their first game, the water started seeping through onto the floor. Basketball was only ever played there once again for like a Masters tournament, so that didn't work out. Lads, the toilets have been the same. Still got the troughs in there under the uh, under the bar. The seats get replaced if they need to. Uh, the benches are still the same. The away dressing room is a shit show. Uh, during lockdown, when we uh, were getting the word of hockey coming back, you went back into that rink and it was full of mould everywhere. Staff from the Blaze, we don't own that rink, had to clean the boxes, had to do everything else. The Zamboni breaks. We've had games delayed, games called off. That Zamboni we got from another rink, it's not fit for purpose, but we're just winging it. And you hear, I've had I've had people approach me going, I've heard Planet Ice is closing Skydome. And you just say, mm, okay, I don't know anything. I don't, I don't know the truth. But I keep, I hear it from different people. And it's it, it's more so than not hearing it. And it is a concern because everything off with the, the prices of electricity and rent. The guys that play rec hockey, they're having to play at quarter past 12 at night and they're paying silly fees. The, the appeal of skating on a Friday night, which is when we, we were growing up, that was the thing you did, you know, on a Friday night, you went with the, all the teenagers. They're not doing that anymore. So the big pools of the DJ nights, it's just not there. So to say like you said, John, that they don't require ice hockey when the name is Planet Fucking Ice, it's ridiculous. It's a, it's a shit show. And I'm just concerned because you look at Basingstoke's rink that's closed now. That, that, that didn't do anything for it for years. And it's just the this continuous pattern that could happen. But yeah, what's this 50 grand? What is this 50 grand? David, have you got any light on this 50 grand? Um, I'd like to say I have. <laughs> my, my concern in mentioning that is that they talk about transparency which is all well and good, and I, um, I agree that that's what it should be. Then why don't you say what well, that 50 grand is actually going to be used for? They know, as much as anybody involved in hockey, people, especially in like the last five, ten years, you say something, PR, and people will read any PR how they want to, and they'll spin it, and they'll go on social media, and one person will tweet just for the likes and the retweets and just be a fucking edgy bastard. But then someone goes, oh, I've read that. He knows what he's on about. He, he knows how to go two plus two. Oh, and that's how the rumour mill starts. So just go. If you're going to go down that line of transparency, right, this 50 grand is going to pay for X, Y, Z. Now, yes, there may be some transactions which they don't want in the public domain for legal reasons, possibly. Respect that. There'd be a bit, you know, there's elements of transparency that had to be there, and they've dropped the ball on that one. Um, and it's a shame because I feel that given that the whole rumble from when the rumour of the dogs being taken out the league, Point Ice could have actually gone, you know, there's a reason for this. This is why. We, we've said that this is the money that's going to be paid to set this up and it's going to pay for this, that and the other, which allows us to have the National League away from the IHA, more under Ice Hockey UK. That would have actually been quite the win for Planet Ice. But I feel that they've failed. Um, as much as some of the conspiracy theories that you do read, and it has been entertaining, uh, and we've again, we've, we've talked about this, uh, us three and the others in, in our group chat type thing, and some of the theories were like, that's a bit, there has been some wild ones. They could have easily just shut that off. So that 50 grand was the red herring that kind of allowed people to go, ooh, what's it for? And that's where 
I think they've dropped the ball. And it, again, it's I'll be honest with you. Why was that? To be, why was that? What was the need to say that? They could have said the new ownership had to make a transaction to the league to pay for the admin side for 24-25 season. Fine. You can't be ambiguous with that. That's as, you know, it's as black and white a statement as you'll get. You then add the figures, you then add the detail, and that's where rumour mills can start. So I another part of that statement, which I'm just... I don't can know. I just be completely dumb here? Sorry. Go for it, mate. The 50 grand... Is going to Planet Ice. Yeah? Why? <laughs> why? Can someone tell me why? I don't know. I don't understand why Planet Ice would get £50,000. They don't... They, they're a sponsor of the league, no? They were sponsor the NIHL the 22-23 season, yes. So what? <laughs> I don't So I don't are, are they now the self-appointed runners of the league then? Is that what they're actually trying to do I, I now, don't then? know. The limited knowledge I have of the NHL, and I'd like to think that we can kind of, from when we do the next episode, um, before the season, we can kind of dig some more and find out why and the what's just to, for a better understanding ourselves, never mind the, the whole situation. Um, to my knowledge, it is, again, very similar to the Elite League in terms of club owners run. Um, what I didn't know is that they had one owner owning two teams in the NHL. Interestingly enough, um, and all the shit that they gave Nottingham and, and Glasgow. Move, we, we will, we'll go away from that one because we could easily go down that rabbit hole. But um, so I think it's a similar model in terms of how the league makes decisions. But I think Planet Ice have got the, uh, the sponsorship, and you know, again, again, it comes back to the lack of transparency. They, you know, people think, oh, do they just run it because they have rinks in in that league? It, it allows people to go two plus two and get seventeen. When re- realistically, what should have happened after that the announcement that the dogs were back in, two plus two should have been four, black and white, no arguments, no ambiguity, no edgy bastard on social media trying to make things up and spin it in a way that suits their agenda. But no, and you're left now from as a hockey fan, whether you're elite league or an NHL fan, predominantly, you're left with this. Well, what's that for? Scott's saying he's been done, but actually it's a, it's a valid question. Absolutely, right. So we think there's so much shit goes in our league. Let's be honest, we've all, over the years, even before we did the pod, questioned the things that go on in our league and things frustrate us. Our league looks like the NHL compared to the way that this is being handled and how amateur things are looking. You know, one minute they're, they're blocking a transaction going through that would have potentially benefited not just the team you know, in the in the uh, National League, but obviously potentially the Elite League. And then a few days later, they've had a bit of a backhander or allegedly backhander and everything's okay again. And they're threatening to maybe do something next season. It, I, I get like Scott, I've read it so many times and I'm still trying to understand what they're trying to do. I just haven't got a clue. And it's great we're talking about it because hopefully between the three of us, we can kind of figure it out. Dave seems to be the voice of reason so far in terms of he gets a lot of it. Maybe being that you're next to Sheffield, you know, in terms of the dogs, you get to see some games, you might understand a bit more of the politics of it. But to me, it's just baffling. And it's just to think that hockey is, is a season, well, a month away, and this is kind of going on, and this uncertainty was still happening. <laughs> it's just. I'd be really mean as well. It's just the name. The company has no assets. The company probably has a Ford KA dropping around and a couple of fridges. They have no houses that they own. They have no players. These these players are on contract. They're not their employees. The, the Steel Dogs do not have any employees at all. So all you are getting of buying this company and paying for the Steel Dogs Limited, paying this fee, is the name of the Steel Dogs. There's nothing to stop Sheffield Steel Cats starting and playing in the league. So I don't understand why everyone's getting their ass in the hand about that because there's been reformed names of many of clubs. We had it with the Blaze a few years ago. There was a potential consortium trying to buy the Blaze off Buxton and Cowley. Buxton and Cowley have been there for years. and I'm not going to slag their owners brought a good success and all that. They've got a figure of what they think the Blaze is worth. But the re- harsh reality is it's just a name and an access to that league. 
so why the fuck is someone paying £50,000? <laughs> you look at the account, Steel Dog's accounts are freely available they're, they're on Company's House. They've got a fridge and a car, and that's it. It's, yeah, it is, it is baffling. Um, and I don't know, when, maybe when it all settles down, we actually get another voice just to maybe give us more information on a, another kind of summary episode. I don't know. Um, that is a left, left field thinking, but I think we can go round and round the circles on the, the figures. I do want to touch on, and John's kind of already said this, but I want to touch on one piece of this statement that I felt was a bit of a shit show. Um, and it was the following. Apologies, this is good. Um, where we are, yeah. So ultimately, ice rinks are there to serve everyone within the local community with the vast majority of people who use ice rinks attend either for recreational skating or to learn to skate rather than to play or watch ice hockey. How do people get into ice skating? How do people want to go skating? They've watched it. They've seen it on the TV. They've been to a game. So, to me, that's that's filed under complete and utter bollocks. That there's no, nah, I I can't buy that one whatsoever. Planet Ice. You can argue that. You can look at statistics and all that jazz. End of the day, you ask most people, how did you start going skating? Where was the first time you saw skating? You didn't go. Oh, that building's open. I'm going to go. Some may. Don't get me wrong. But most of us, I have. I suspect John has, maybe you have Scott. You watched either on TV or went to a game and gone, I want to try that. So the game itself attracts, I would say, 85%. I'll go a, a low conservative figure. 85% of those who skate are skating because they went to see a game first off and they got that interest and they went from there. Like most rec players, they watched the game. That's what got the interest. And I say that as another user of venues in and around the UK. I think you, Scott, they both need each other. The game needs Planet Ice because they have the rinks, but the rinks need the game to to because they can all well and go say, well, we can use our our, our venues for other things to diversify their business plans. And do you know what? I get that. They, they may need to try and do stuff. But I know Coventry's had a few boxing events over the last six months, haven't they? They did, and we had to cancel our game and didn't have a game for two weeks because so, of what happened. So I, I so, oh, they don't need anything. Oh, we don't need we don't need your ice hockey. Uh, we'll, we'll survive on skating. Oh no, but we'll have the boxing in and then have to cancel games, big games. We had to cancel a Sunday night game against the Nottingham Panthers. Easily our biggest crowd say, yeah, of the season. A, a... We had to then play on midweek. And, so, and, not, and not just uh, good uh, ticket sales. But the bar sales, but the food 100%. sales, because obviously they bring because it's only been forty five minutes away. They bring exactly. a crowd down, John. Yeah, absolutely. They're talking on their ice. Same thing happened in Cardiff. There was the idea. It sounds great in theory. Using it as a multi-purpose venue on a Saturday night, having boxing in there, it becomes a bit of a shit show. You you, you attract a different type of clientele in boxing um, that treat the facility with maybe not as much respect as hockey fan going with his kids and stuff would anyway. Uh, I've seen the damage it's caused in, in Cardiff Shrink um, and the problems it has. And yeah, like plexiglass and stuff got damaged, all sorts of different things happen. So, you know, drugs get, you know, maybe consumed a bit more. Um, definitely fighting off the, the rink, off, off the, the ring, should we say. Um, yeah, so they, they, there's no every Saturday night event you can put on. And put it back to being a nice drink on the Sunday. You, you simply can't do it. It's absolutely impossible. And I just think that they need to put their soapbox away. The bottom line is, without these teams being there, they're probably going to go bankrupt. Because whilst people still go for you know, public skating, like you said, David, the two go hand in hand. Most people tend to go public skating because they watch hockey. And they do it before the game, after the game, whatever. Or they might sort of go in between games midweek, buy themselves a few bits of merchandise, whatever, wherever happens. But... There's no way that rings could be sustained without NHL hockey or Elite League hockey. Manchester. You, what else could you do in Manchester in Elite League besides a hockey game? You couldn't host events there. Early 20 kid, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's a poo hole of a venue, which, you know, nothing against that team because my t- former team played in that kind of uh, venue for, for many, many years. 
But in other ways, you're an ice rink and you, and you need to keep your hockey there. Simple as. And yeah, it, it just, yeah, I, I've not really got any sort of uh, reason to be angry at Planet Ice anymore. I've had that in the past, but having read that statement, they're just talking out of the backside. They really are. And I, I'm just kind of glad that when all said and done, that there's, there's a positive team out of this. And obviously the team now in that division has a, a link with an elite league team, which is kind of obviously what we all want to see. Uh, and for all the bad that's happened in the last couple of weeks as well, the good is now that the young players local to South Yorkshire have a team to potentially go to with a team to potentially step up to as well. So bottom line is it's been a, a good uh, end result. But um, yeah, I'm sure if you support Steel Dogs, it's been quite a frosty few weeks getting there. Just with the, the Planet Ice as well, I mean, I'm guilty. I've been to events at the, the Skydome when it's... I've been to the boxing and I've been to WWE event for NXT UK. Like, these guys, they rent the place, but they take over the place. You've not got Jim at the Skydome office getting any say in what happens that goes on that rink that night. They've paid you money and they are taking over. So they're just putting the boards. They don't care. They're putting the heaters on. They're putting anything on. It's not an ice rink. It's their venue for the night. And you're not going to tell WWE, oh, I'm sorry, can you not put all this stuff on the... Uh, no, this is what happens. And that's why it gets taken over. So, yeah, just to add more fruit to the bowl when it's saying about, <laughs> we don't need ice hockey. You need everything you can. I'm going to shut up on that point now. So, John mentioned about the pathway, and I think it's probably the time to move on to that element of discussion because so this is I suppose where the elite league interest really comes to light Sheffield's the one city and we've said this a number of times on the pod it's the one city where you can go junior stroke rec to NIHL 2-1 national elite and everyone and we said that that bridge from elite to the national was too big and nothing was being done but now all of a sudden that bridge is there and I think the next two years will be very interesting Elite League looking in because if they can get this working and in terms of again, this is understanding and if anything I say here is wrong, I'll, I'll own it. Tony Smith is, is, has now got the club, but he's allowing the running of that of the Seal Dogs to be the people who were there just with their um, commercial knowledge um, and know how to get the, they'll look after the off rink stuff, but the on rink stuff will be still the coaches there. As announces Jason Hewitt's play coach, that just doesn't sit well with me watching him at the Steelers for years, him being a play coach, but he seems to be doing well in the NHL now. Um, but you've got them looking after the on ice stuff, and now you've got the Simiters at NHL 2, I think, or 1, now can see if they go and do well at the Sealed Dogs, they now have a better shot of being noticed if they want to. And if that all works in the next two years, sorry, and I'll, I'll bring John into this. Do you see other teams in the Elite League, if they're able to, follow that path and have their team in there? So in actually you start seeing North American-style proper farm teams and not just gentlemen's agreements. I think there's going to be a few twitchy bums from GMs and owners watching to see what the outcome of this is going to be. Um, obviously, it's going to be in its infancy at the minute, and of course, a lot of it is based upon what might or might not happen. I think, to be honest with you, this, having been done by Sheffield, gives them a bit of a head start on our teams. I think if this does well, and they play it the right way, and they can afford to run both teams, they could dominate for a generation. I think in terms of a recruitment tool, it's tremendous. If you want to get the best British players, you, know, you want to get them in the system young, you know, tell them, look, you, you've got a pathway straight from the National League, straight to the league. There's no, no one blocking you. There's no politics between who owns who. I think it's tremendous. And I think if it works for Sheffield, likes of Belfast, Nottingham will have to find a way. Cardiff as well. Okay, you're not going to have the option of a second facility where you can make that work in the one facility like you could in Cardiff, maybe not so much in Belfast, unless you become based in Dundonald, you'd have to say maybe Nottingham second pad, probably couldn't maybe facilitate a second team. 
that would bring in crowds. And of course, I'd have to think the arena wouldn't be viable at all. So it's definitely an interesting one. I think likes of Cardiff especially need keeping on it because at, at the end of the day, if it works, they, you know, back in the day, there was a second team in Cardiff that had younger British players that were not quite good of the devils and one or two imports. And it was a kind of similar thing, but obviously that didn't really last because it's hard to then, that's what I guess attract fans to both games, especially when they're playing at the same facility each weekend. But I think it's exciting. If you're a young British player now and you've got a chance to go to Sheffield or a chance to go anywhere else and you're not quite elite elite level just yet, but you know if you go there, the elite guys are next door watching probably what's going on. There's going to be constant communication between the two teams, I'm sure, week on week. I think it's it's exciting for, for any British player that's maybe 17, 18, 19 now because I think within three or four years' time, it could definitely be the place to be. And I think... It's long been needed, I think, in this league. And fair play to Sheffield for having the balls to go and do it and be the first ones to uh, to make it happen. What did he do at the end of the day as well? Um, in the league that we've got 15 imports, I don't think it's going to change the, the grand scheme of things in the next few years or as it stands with that import level. If that import level stays the same, it's not going to do a massive change, but it will improve Sheffield. And it will stop the Sheffield lads going and signing for Leeds. That's that's the main issue here. The top Sheffield players are getting paid very well in Leeds. Leeds Planet Ice Rink, no? Are, Leeds, are Planet Ice going to have a problem if Leeds want to step up and play in the Elite League? I don't bloody think so, do you? Because that's got to be their angle because they're selling out getting the crowds. Um, Cardiff can have that link with Bristol if they want to. Coventry could have it with MK. I don't, I, in the life of me, I don't think we would ever would try and uh, do go down that route. But tough cookies for people if they're annoyed with it. It's, it's a good thing. It's what should be happening. And Steelers are the powerhouse in this league. All, always have been. And they will, they will do what they want. And they can't really object to it from an elite league point of view either. I'll say about Cardiff, they could. I don't know if they have links with the Cardiff Fire. Uh, they're an IHL one. Um, but again, they could have Cardiff Fire, Bristol, Devils. So they pathway, it's in our way. Um, you could do, but there's never really been any sort of, I think there's a little bit of desire from the Fire upwards. Um, and it was talk about having it for a while, but they, they're just not the level that it would even make any difference, to be fair. At least if you go from the National to the Elite League, used to have a slight chance of maybe doing something, maybe able to get some shifts, but you know, fair play to the guys. I think most of them probably almost paid to play, yeah. you know, in the fire. It's not like they're getting paid the salary like they would in the national. These like guys on six fifty week, whatever it is, you know, in Leeds or whatever. These guys are just local guys that love playing hockey. But if you had that link kind of with them with Bristol and then Bristol, so you you you, you gradually build up this one, I suppose the same. Yeah, it's, it's um, doable. I mean, Bristol and Cardiff in terms of distance less than now. It's, it's doable, but I think the advantage Sheffield will always have is in the same city. I think when you're next door and you can pop back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, it's a lot easier than sending someone an email. Oh, 100%, or a, 100% know, easier. Uh, and in terms of Scott's point, I think in the next two years, it won't change anything in terms of import level. Yeah. The, the interesting... I kind of, you see, keep in mind, it was what Tony Smith said about the quality of spritz. And this is one of the main reasons behind this to kind of drive the quality up because obviously there's no either working together or there's no actual strategy to get the best Brits being pushed and challenged to be better, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you won't see it this year and next year. So not 23, 24, 24, 25, but maybe 25, 26. Yes, just Sheffield alone you may start seeing a more of a crop of Brits um, being able to challenge to even allow Sheffield to go, well, we don't need to go with the full 15 because we've got the talent there. In terms of imports, uh, I have read somewhere, um, I'm going to, actually, it was, it was Dave Sims who put it on his own socials, but I'm assuming it's a directive or conversations from the club that actually they would even look at not having imports for the Steel Dogs. So they'd actually be just a British-only um, set up. I know you can have a maximum of three imports currently in the, in the in the national league, but so and based on that alone. So again, um, deal with it as you will. But there, the, the the voice at the moment is saying that 
I say the voice, the voice of the club, um, as in what the club's saying. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying my best not to kind of <clears throat> mech, uh, um, since I'm back, he's not done anything. I think, but they're saying it's going to be no import for the dogs whilst they took over. No, I, th- I think he's catfishing there, whatever you want to call it. I think it's just playing, saying what you need to say, and then go. Oh, unfortunately, we couldn't get that quota, so we're gonna have to use an import. Oh, sorry, guys. Could be. Blah, blah, blah. Could I, be. I, I think they're just trying to because I, I, I'd agree. NIHL, they they hate the elite league. Let's be honest. They they want to bring us and pull us down at any point. So even if you could do improvements, but if this happens with the coalitions of two the clubs from the elite to NHL, and then uh, a big team's got an import that needs some game time and they get to watch him and then he wins in the game. Oh uh, yeah, no, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't want to see him. Bullshit. When, it's, when they're charging 18 quid a pop as well. Yeah, I agree. I think you know, in a few years' time, a British-only team would be the would be the goal. But Steelers are winners; they're not going to want to inherit Steel Dogs and not win. What's the point in you know playing? I don't know how many games they play thirty odd games, whatever it is, in a season in the National League, and then they come last. That doesn't go well with the Steelers brand. They're a winning organization, and in reality, with the, having bought the teams late as they've done. In terms of recruiting a team for next season, okay, they got Jonah playing down there, which was probably the most obvious thing that's ever going to happen. Let's be honest, seeing Jonah playing hockey in September rather than you know, a January when we thought he might come back is, is great. But they're going to want to win. And it, it might work if, if Sheffield have got a spare or two spare imports, as they typically might do. Maybe if they registered with the Steel Dogs as well, they can play there on a Saturday if they're not going to get in the, the Steelers team. You know, you, you can affect their dual use imports. Why not? You know, if you can send British guys up and down, ones are the same with imports. If there's a guy coming back from an injury, maybe the otherwise isn't maybe ready to go in the elite league. Right, pop next door for a few weeks, mate. Have a few games against Hull or Peterborough, and let's get you back in for the big boys. You know, and I think there's loads of uh, great possibilities with this. I really do. And whilst you know we've talked about Milton Keynes and Coventry, Cardiff and Bristol, it's great, but you're still going to get like, well, we need him on the weekends. You know, and and we you can't have him. That's not going to happen in Sheffield. If a guy is playing well and he can step up, or a guy needs to step down, they they decide that now. They've got all the power. And if you're looking at trying to borrow players from Bristol, if you're Cardiff or Bristol from Cardiff, there's going to be some kind of reluctance on on the one side because I think they sign these two ideals with with good intentions. Um, but at the end of the day. Who gets priority at the end of the day is, is the team maybe that plays them the most, and that won't won't occur in Sheffield because they're both literally owned by the same organisation. So this perfect scenario. No, I think I think mean, it would go down that line of it's a proper farm team, so that the top will decide what happens, um, and I think that'll be the culture shock to some fans who don't have knowledge of farm teams from North America. Uh, I suppose myself, yourself, and maybe Scott have a an understanding from watching the North American leagues and, and doing a bit of research on that. But apart from that, yeah, they'll decide who goes where and the, and the coaches will have the, the conversations, who moves up, who moves down, who needs to go where. But I, 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 I think overall this is, it's going to do two things. It's going to, it's going to have more people interested in the Steel Dogs in Sheffield. Because if I'm honest, you had a lot of people you have a certain amount of fans who get pissed off with the Steelers. They probably run into a official at the Steelers, have crosswords, get offended, go to the Steel Dogs. Oh, they look after us better. You, you see that shit all the time. And no owners, they want you in. The, they want the money. It's what they do inside. This everyone wants the money. Um, but you may get now more people wanting to watch the Steel Dogs if they're able to get some games where both teams are at home and one the Dogs play at two o'clock or three o'clock and offered your tickets to go and watch both. I could see a lot of people in Sheffield wanting to take both up. Um, so I think there's that interest that will be there. Um, and like I say, it's going to give the advantage of, of Brits going, if I go there, I could end up playing against the Giants or the Devils or the Blaze. Again, it's that farm system, that clear path. Exactly. Most teams don't have the clear path. And for the first time in, in my not time watching the game, and, and I'll look at you, John, because you've watched it longer, I don't think there have, ever has been as clear a path. Absolutely not. 
to the, the, top, to the top league. No, I think you use the, the perfect example. It's like a farm team. <laughs> At the end of the day, players go up and down from the coast to the A and stuff and vice versa. And it's just the way it is. You pack your bags, kid, you go into wherever. Okay, it's just not packing your bags. It's just going across the road, mate, and you play next door for a couple of weeks. It's great. I hope as well, though, that the, ironically, even though they're next door, there's such politics between Steel Dogs and the Steelers. I've come across many Steel Dogs fans over the years, like especially in the noose. They fucking hate the Steelers. They're like, they're there, you know, and they, they support the Steel Dogs and they despise the Steelers. And I'm sure they've all got their various reasons for doing so. But at the end of the day, it's it's one hockey city now, isn't it? At the end of the day, do you know what I mean? One organisation. So if someone wants to go to watch the Steel Dogs that may not have been before, and they wear a Steelers shirt, then crack on. They're bringing money into the club at the end of the day. If you want to stick to being a Steel Dog fan right to the bitter end and not bother watching Steelers, good on you. But at the end of the day, you're a stronger organisation now because Sheffield Steelers have bought you. And you're now probably going to be more likely to compete for titles and trophies because you're owned by the Steelers. So let's just pull it to one side. Let all that politics die now and just see if it is. They're, they're doing a good thing. And I think that the Steel Dogs now might be a competitive team in the next couple of seasons, which they probably, probably wouldn't have been otherwise. The, the reality is we're the big bad elite league. We're this horrible league that's been going for 20 odd years. It was going to fail um, and last a couple of years. But le- the facts are, We've been at the World Championships. We're back there. And that's being produced by players playing in the Elite League, playing with imports. And I know you guys as a whole don't like the imports, but as a league, we've got to that situation because of these guys playing in this league. That's the reality. NIHL fans just want to shout us down. But they're paying 20 quid to watch guys that it's not under the level of hockey that's a lot, a lot inferior to the Elite League. It's just like, oh, we don't like you big boys. So with this happening now, I think it's good. Just just embrace it um, and see what happens. As, as a, you think for me, as a Blaze fan, I'm thinking, oh shit, uh, you know, should we be concerned? Maybe, but I'm not going to go because uh, someone's doing better than us go, oh, that's wrong. It's not wrong. It's clever. Absolutely, it's clever. And I think, like, over the years, they've done many times. And admittedly, in the past, it's really pissed me off when Sheffield do things first. Get a big arena, get a big sponsors, wherever it is. They always seem to do things first. You know, they always seem to find a way to do the next big thing. And that's why they've won so many titles over the years. I think it's genius. I, I, I genuinely do. And for as much as people don't like the Smiths, whatever... It's a ballsy, ballsy thing they're doing. And they're putting money where the mouth is. And the reality is, is to make the Steelers stronger. That's what that's the end goal of this. You know, you're acquiring the Steel Dogs to potentially make the Steelers stronger. And it might take five years. It might not be a, a short term thing, you're not gonna see much difference. You might have to wait literally half a decade to see the benefits of it. But I think if this works and if they keep putting the money into the to the the development of British players, I only see good things happening. I really do. I agree with what Scott's saying um, in terms of why our Brits have been able to compete at a higher level. They're playing against and training against a lot better standard of import. You can't deny that. You know, you're not going to get an argument from me. Um, I'll say this in terms of the Smiths and the off-rink stuff. I won't be surprised by the end of September that all them boards I Sheffield sold fully fledged sold and that's going to be income into the dogs because for all we take the piss out of the steels and how it sell 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 there's not a bit that's not sold come the start of the season in the elite league for the steelers and in, in fairness on what you said there is right it should be the structure of hockey the pyramid system that is the, the, the sport you should be pushing for the next level and the dogs level next level is the steelers so I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to be an exciting thing. Three to five years, you'll start to see the shoots of it um, and, and bring it on. Um, it's very much to embrace. And imagine you have the 10 elite league teams with proper farm teams and actual pathways. I can't see anything but a massive positive. And I say three to five years, you may see that import drop because of 
this. It's pie in the sky stuff saying that because, you know, it may not work, but who knows? But it's, as ever we say on this podcast, time will tell. Uh, and I don't think there's anything else to cover on this. I think we've kind of covered everything. Um, I'm getting the normal shaking heads from or everything from both of you. I'm sure on a future episodes we may get some feedback uh, and give us more information and we'll kind of offer our right to apply to whatever we say um, to ourselves. But apart from that, gents, thank you. Um, as an emergency episode on something that could and will have an impact on the league, Thank you very much for your time this evening. I think one thing has come of this for me. It's made me a little bit more interested in the National League now and the NHL because I'll be the first to admit I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Unless I knew people going down to play in the league and I'd now and again look how they're doing. I've not really seen much hockey at that level. But I'm intrigued to see what happens in it. And I'm looking forward to like in about eight or nine years' time when Jonathan Phillips is like 55, wherever he'll be at the time, 56, still playing hockey for the Steel Dogs. On the line with his two boys. That would be interesting. Like the Gordie Howe of kind of like the uh, National League. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he gets to sort of be around to see his boys playing for the Steel Dogs in a few years' time because uh, I'm sure that'll maybe happen. He's writing a Disney story, bless. Um, no, if it's a Disney story, he would have never left Cardiff all those years ago and he would have probably like sort of we were in trophies in Cardiff for many, many years, but mate, I hate this. Disney. It's not my not my bag, you know that. If uh look, Mr. Watt, four thousand counting, Anthony Russell banners on the wall. Look, we are digging out the NHL a little bit and it's your bag and you dig us out. We all love hockey. If you got if you want to discuss it, we can. Tell us where we're wrong. We'll try and tell you where we think you are wrong. But as a whole, we're here for one sport. And Planet Ice, as a whole, are not here for us. And I think we can all agree on that. I think we can do indeed. So, the gate's closed on that one. And as emergency episodes go, that's it for this edition of the Free and Free Podcast. <laughs>